The following podcast is a Rock Corps Radio production. Fans of the strange and amazing, it is I, Kiva, here, and you're listening to Gore Corner only on Rotten Corpse Radio. Today, I'll be joined by Ryan in ghoul form. <sighs> Holy shit! <sighs> How are you doing? What are oh, you doing here? Jeez, well, I'm dirty. First off, I'm still dirty. It's been a few weeks. Uh, I was wondering why I came home to ruin flower beds. Was yeah. it worth it? Was it worth ruining my flower beds? I don't know. I mean, was it worth killing me? <laughs> this is crazy. Oh. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's just all the worms and everything else. Like the, I mean, there's like mud. You literally made great fertilizer. There's plenty of you to go around. I, of course, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hefty, you know, <laughs> like physically. So, um, I definitely have a, I definitely have the the body of a of a radio host. <laughs> <laughs> or a plumber. I mean, it just depends how you want to look at it. But. Well, I could have used you today then, plumber boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm back. Um, of course, I've been back for a few weeks, but um, I've been more recent episodes of the horror show that we've aired. Uh, we actually had one of our last episodes was an episode about... Um, I want to say, I think it was the Toxic Avenger movies. Um, and that one's in our archive right now if you want to check that out. And then also, um, we I did a, a piece with uh, the Sci Files co host Axel, and we discussed uh, Logan, um, the new uh, X Men uh, movie, the third installment in that series. So. But, yeah. I am back. Personally, I felt that story had no claws. But anyhow. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Right, so, I've got some announcements. This is pretty cool. Uh, so, on April 22nd um, in Portland, uh, we'll be hosting, or there will or we won't be, but Portland will be hosting uh, the March for Science. Uh, it's okay. Which... I know you ghouls run the city. I Continue. Know, right? <laughs> We're underground. We're secretly underground. Nobody knows we're there. We're just so hip. People. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, but uh, this the March for Science uh, splits up three different events uh, that include a rally, a march, and a science expo. So this is pretty cool. And uh, they will have, uh, or they have partnered with uh, several different groups uh, promoting uh, positivity within science and to help raise awareness in both public policy. And it's a valuable role in society. So uh, you can check them out uh, for more information. Go to www.marchforscience.com forward slash mission for more information. I don't think the www dot was needed. I mean, no, I know you're not brain dead, but our, our listeners aren't. Yes, well, it's just what happens. When Speaking of listeners... If you're interested in hearing some doom metal, Catatonia will be playing on April 3rd here in Portland at the Hawthorne Theater. 
Tickets are available through CascadeTickets.com. And speaking of cool bands, if you're into electronic music, uh, Ghost Note invades the Portland area on April 20th at the Star Theater. Uh, tickets for the show can be purchased through TicketWeb.com. We, as in not the ghouls and ghosts. Yeah. We at Rod and Corpus Radio will be making an appearance at Texas Frightmare Weekend May 5th to 7th in Dallas-Fort Worth. The con will be at the Hyatt Regency Hotel loaded, located at the DFW Airport. Go to TexasFrightmareWeekend.com for ticket information and the full guest list. And one noted guest that will be there, and of course I will be in, in attendance, uh, more or less as a fan, not really... Uh, and we're fully representing us, but because I'll be passing out flyers and doing a bunch of shit they don't want me to do. But um, I get to actually meet up with Michael Berryman, uh, who many of you may know from like Weird Science, uh, Hills Have Eyes, etc. And he was actually our first friend on MySpace when we first started doing social media back in the day. Uh, and we actually sat down and watched my first movie um, at his booth, which I always thought was cool. Um, and Michael's a really awesome guy. I've seen him at like both Fear Fest conventions um, and Fangoria Weekend of Horrors. So this will be a nice treat to actually see him again. Um, and I guess uh, Freddie Highmore and a few of the other cast members of Bates Motel will also be there. So. That's nice. I'd love to meet Freddie Highmore. Oh, my God. Yeah, my sister is all looking forward to it. She has the biggest crush on him right now. <laughs> all right. So uh, now for something a little bit different here. Um, everybody who is an avid gamer knows about the streaming uh, live games, especially through like YouTube and other gaming streaming services like Twitch. Um, and Microsoft had recently announced that they'll be partnering with a competing streaming group, Beam. Uh, so Xbox One gamers uh, can now live stream their gaming experience uh, straight through Beam uh, where nobody really hangs out. <laughs> I'm not going to like completely talk shit about them. I mean, they do have a fan base, so let's, I'll put that out there. But they're not as big. I mean, you go to their website, it looks really generic in comparison to like Twitch. But this will be a really They're good... the being of game streaming services. Yeah. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean... Bing, beam, I mean, they're pretty close. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, with Microsoft, uh, you know, being able to have this as, you know, part of their streaming platform, uh, giving their users uh, the ability to record and to host live streaming events on, you know, through their Xbox, this will be a huge shot in the arm for Beam, um, you know, and probably create their, uh, you know, increase their revenues as well. So I'm, it's pretty exciting. Something a bit more exciting to me personally in the gaming realm is a new horror tabletop coming to us in April. The Dark Souls board game experience has been crafted as a series of combat encounters with iconic enemies from the video game with tons of miniatures and content to devour or be devoured by. Players will have to contend with minions, mini-bosses, and giant bosses themselves who each will have unique AI decks to fight you with. Careful planning and foresight can help you evade their lethal attacks before moving in for the kill or prepare to die a lot. <laughs> the game does have the hefty price tag of $108, but kind of worth it, not all that unexpected for a game with miniatures. Yeah, um, I mean, it definitely looks like it's pulling a lot of, uh, lot of, you know, what we would see classically in like games like Warhammer and um, similar games to that nature. 
and the fact that they're able to take something as impossible as the video game Dark Souls, but like craft it this really cool, uh, you know, tabletop game. It's it's pretty. I mean, it should be really exciting, especially yeah. especially for gamers of that type. I'm excited because it will actually allow me to play Dark Souls because video games are not my forte. <laughs> yeah. It's tabletop or nothing. Yeah, like uh, one of our uh, co-hosts for the horror show, Stavropocracy, he he uh, almost broke his copy of the game just because it was like so just ridiculously impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can't imagine that this will, you know, share that same, uh, you know, that exact same thing. But... At least this will, you know, provide gamers with, you know, you know a different gaming experience. You know. In addition to this, also in April, uh, Flatline, a Fuse game, uh, will be making its way to the Tabletop Realm. It's a one-to-five-player game, uh, and basically uh, the bombs have been detonated aboard your sh uh, spaceship. And do you have time to treat the wounded? I mean, we don't really know, and uh, this, I've taken this right off of their uh, their homepage. Um, Medic <laughs> uh, Flatline is a spinoff uh, to the game Fuse, uh, which is a dice-based, uh, real-time bomb-diffusing game. Um, only instead of snipping wires, you're performing emergency procedures um, for, like, incoming injured crew members, um, everything of that sort. you got to triage them. Yep, you do. <laughs> you really do. And you only have 60 seconds, by the way. You really don't have that much time. <laughs> uh, so that would be, be a pretty fun game. Hopefully. I mean, the, reg the regular feud stresses me out a bunch, but yeah. hey, maybe I can have other players triage me this time. So <laughs> Yeah, no shit. Natural disaster films can rejoice as the sci-fi thriller Geostorm wreaks havoc on your senses. In a future where extinction and climate control are in the steady hands of technology, Geostorm is a flick where shit really does hit the fan. <laughs> As told by Gizmodo, set during a time when a network of satellites helps stave off extinction-level natural disasters, Geostorm shows what happens when technology malfunctions. It's going to be a disaster flick centered on mankind enduring the worst weather ever, besides the Portland rain. <laughs> All because we were foolish enough to think we could play Thor. Geostorm will star Gerard Butler and Ed Harris and is directed by Dean Devlin, the writer-producer behind Independence Day. It's due out in October. I have something to say about this, only because like there are a lot of those like national, you know, natural disaster films. Uh, My favorite natural disaster is Sharknado, personally. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Oh, especially <laughs> when Terry Reed loses her hand. Yeah. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, this I mean, the the pre the trailer for this movie looks really funny. Uh, it kind of has that like deep rising kind of uh, kind of feel to it. Um, but it's just overall, you know, just imagine like the endless horrible possibilities of you know you know just our technology giving out and then everything that we're using they'll kind of hold back you know the environment just totally wipes us out or at least or at least bitch slaps us so. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy too because ed harris is you know i'm pretty amazing yeah i'm not as big into gerard butler but he has been in a lot of good stuff
Not, not so good into, not so big into Gerard Butler. His abs wow. over, they can stay. They yeah. can stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the only thing I really liked him in was like Dracula 2000, but that was probably the bit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even a good movie. <laughs> I'm just well, throwing that, that out there. Of that movie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, John Carpenter's uh, sci-fi action flick Escape from New York is getting the remake treatment as uh, filmmaker Robert Rodriguez is at the helm. Uh, many have questioned the decision of why Robert, but uh, even John Carpenter himself is endorsing the remake. Uh, and only a matter of who will play Snake Plissken will really kind of like tell you whether or not this is going to be good or not. And of course, nobody has been named yet. Um, of course, there is some speculation out there that uh, Robert will have his, um, his brother, Freddy, um, who was in uh, Planet Terror, uh, possibly fill in the role, but we, we don't really know yet. Uh, the reason why uh, we here at the Corpse like the idea uh, is that Robert himself is a very John Carpenter-esque director. Um, much like J.C., uh, Robert writes, directs, scores his own films, uh, and... The other shared trait that the both or both directors have is, you know, they've done their fair share of horror, action, and sci-fi films. So, even though like the level of some of the movies that John's done versus the level of some of the stuff that Robert's done, it's kind of, you know, there's a little bit of a weird balance there because like a lot of Robert's like sci-fi films are like kids' movies, you know, but. At the same time, you know, they were you know very imaginative and really energetic films, so. Yeah, I love me. I love me some John Carpenter. Yeah. Speaking of John Carpenter, a personal favorite of mine. Here in Portland, Oregon, at the Academy Theater for the next week or so, starting on Friday, March thirty-first, they'll be showing "They Live" for the cheap, cheap price of four dollars a ticket. <laughs> I love that movie so much. I do so much. Like it's, uh, it's one of my favorites. Actually, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, yeah, he was here last year. Uh, they actually did a he did a concert uh, over at the Snits, uh, playing all the scores of his, uh, from his movies. And it was... I feel betrayed by the universe that I did not know that. Oh my I would have God. totally been in attendance. Dude, it was so good. <laughs> I had so much fun at that. Moving on, after so much time waiting and biting our nails in anticipation. The modern adaptation of the classic Stephen King novel, It, has finally got itself a trailer. After months and months of waiting, suffering through all of the clickbait that horror websites love to grab their audience with, hashtag not us. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally more than just a couple steals of Bill Sarsgaard makeup, standing in one spot looking very sinister. We get to see Georgie, the Losers Club, some creepy moments from the film, and even some good old Pennywise. New Line Cinema slash Warner Brothers are now filming the second half of the film as it will be a two-parter. We are still in a joke that the second film should be called Tape 2 since the original made-for-TV version of this film originally was released on VHS as a double feature. Expect a review once this film was released, good or bad. <laughs> yeah, and like, honestly, if you sit down and watch the trailer too, it's like, it, it kind of has that like, it, it has, like, some of the same feel from the original film, but it does seem a lot, like, more grim and darker, you know, just way darker. And 
way creepier than the original one was. Not to say that Bill's going to outdo uh, what Tim Curry already had in place for playing Pennywise. I just think within this film, uh, it'll be a lot like... It'll be kind of night and day, um, similar to how like Jackie Earl Haley played Freddy Krueger as opposed to Robert Englund. Um, it may piss a lot of people off, but it may also make a lot of people happy. So, yeah, time will tell whether or not it will be a mainstream success, being one of Stephen King's films. Yeah, I mean, there's so many like really good ones out there, but like as far as remakes are concerned, um, yeah, I mean. I was honestly just making a pun. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just the fact that, uh, like, as far as remakes are concerned, I mean, the, the Carrier remake kind of fell flat if you ever saw that. Yeah. yeah. And that was a big disappointment. Well, part of the reason it fell flat is that the, uh, they wouldn't let the director do what they wanted to do because they wanted to make it a lot more, um, dare you say, feminine. Like, they wanted to cut out a lot of uh, the gorier for male viewer scenes that the director wanted to put in. Yeah. Um, which didn't help things at all. No. I think the other thing, too, is, like, the... the fact they kind of modernized it too much. Um, yeah. It, you know, it takes place in the age of cell phones, and in the age of cell phones, if you were to take live video and post it on YouTube of a girl being, like, you know, horribly, you know, mistreated by her peers, you know... Period the internet would call her out on her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she would have got, I mean, those kids would have gotten some major fucking trouble, so. <laughs> yeah, I was actually lucky enough to see um, over at the uh, Portland Five Theater about two years ago for Halloween. Um, yeah. I was able to see Carrie the Musical, which is actually pretty damn good. Oh, the musical? Yeah. Oh, man, I really want to see that. I got to yeah. see Evil Dead the Musical a few years ago, but. Oh, fuck you. Dude, it was fuck really you. funny. <laughs> It it wasn't okay to be uh, to be perfectly honest about it. It wasn't as good as the Broadway version of it. It had well, some of, of the same not. cast, but um, a lot of the uh, you know because it's a touring play, a lot of its cast members are like you know they're like charter cast members, so they're only you're only going to see certain people yeah. you know in certain parts of the country. So, but a, a lot of those same people were also in the Cannibal the Musical uh, play that I saw that same year. So, <laughs> that was pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> God, I actually, I, I'm actually going to have to look it up, but I'm really looking forward to some more musicals later, late, especially horror musicals. Yeah. But anyway, um, that is it for this week's show. Uh, tune in next week and every single week uh, for more updates as the world of horror and sci-fi never seem to stop. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and SoundCloud, and leave us a review. Uh, tell us how we're doing and what you think of our many shows. And for all things dead or otherwise, such as myself, <laughs> RottenCorpseRadio.com. I love being a ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we killed you. <laughs>